Yo, what's good, everybody? Welcome back to the Jefe Sports Podcast. For all my first-time listeners, my name is Jeff Hopkins, El Jefe. And if you want to get to know me a little bit more, go ahead and check out episode one. You'll also hear my interview with former Cincinnati Bengals coach Jim Anderson as we talk about his road to becoming the first black coach in Bengals history. On today's episode, we're getting into the big problems on the horizon for the L.A. Lakers, the new contract for Mr. Showtime, Patrick Mahomes, and the long overdue change that we're seeing for one of the NFL's most storied franchises. To cap it off, I sit down with the Ivy League's best cornerback, DeLon Starworth of the Princeton Tigers, as we talk about losing a season to COVID and what that means for the rest of the college football landscape. Now, without further ado, let's go! Let's take it to the hardwood where a handful of NBA teams have already begun practicing for the restart. And sadly, if any of you out there are Lakers fans, the road for your team winning a championship just got that much tougher. Second string point guard Rajon Rondo is now out six to eight weeks due to a fractured right thumb. And with Avery Bradley sitting out, this leaves the Lakers without their top two facilitating guards for the foreseeable future. Now, where do the Lakers go from here? Well, we know with the 6'8", 250-pound goat from Akron, Ohio, the one they call King James is going to do. You ain't got to worry about him. But who's going to run the point when Bron needs a break? Quinn Cook? Maybe Alex Caruso? Tell me, Lakers fans, do you guys trust them running the point? When I asked that question to the Hefe Sports page, people gave a resounding yes for Alex Caruso. I guess the Bald Eagles got some fans out there. But for all those who don't have faith in those guys, is it time for Genie Bus to hit the free agency market? And what point guard would you want to see the Lakers bring on? We got a DM from Clyde saying he wants to see the Lakers pick up Lance Stevenson. And I see where you're going with that. He's a great player, and he's got very good chemistry with the team and coach Frank Vogel. But he's not a point guard. And having just signed Deion Waiters and J.R. Smith, I don't think that leaves any room for another shooting guard on the roster that's already got Danny Green and KCP on it. I may be wrong, but the Lakers could have a big problem down the road when the playoffs come around and they got to go up against the other Titans in the West. Who's going to stick Dame Lillard for 38 minutes? I mean, I got faith in the Bald Eagles dunking ability and we've seen he's a pretty good defender, but people, come on, Damian Lillard or Alex Caruso, you can take your pick on that one. You know, we saw what Dame did to a healthy Lakers squad in January when he torched them for 48 points on 7 of 12 shooting from behind the arc. Oh, my God. What should Frank Vogel and the Lakers organization do? Again, I want to hear from you. DM the IG page at Hefe Sports Podcast. What are the Lakers going to do without their top two facilitating guards for the remainder of the season? Let me know. Let's get started with some big news out of the National Football League. On July 6th, reigning Super Bowl MVP Patrick Mahomes inked a 10-year extension worth $450 million. But folks, we got to remember, this is the NFL we're talking about. Not all this money is going to be guaranteed to him. Now, with that being said, this new contract has the potential to be worth up to $503 million if certain incentives are met. 
For instance, he's got a $140 million injury guarantee, meaning if he gets hurt, then cut by the Chiefs, he's got an extra $140 million to ease that pain. There's also a no-trade clause, meaning Mahomes will be staying in KC until after the 2031 season. Now, this is a big boy contract. In fact, it's the richest valued contract in American pro sports history. And this dude deserves it 100%. Mahomes is one of those generational talents. What we've seen him do with the football is nothing short of spectacular. And we got to remember, he's performing all these crazy runs and making all these unbelievable throws, only being in the league for three years. But you want to know something that's scary? This dude didn't learn how to read defenses until last year. He was literally out there throwing the ball to whoever was open. (laughs) Like he was playing grade school football. But folks, this dude was balling. Now everybody, I want you to hold on to your seats for this one. Because what I'm about to tell you is big. Patrick LeVon Mahomes II is on pace to be football's Michael Jordan. You still with me? All right, let's look at his accolades. All pro his first year. League MVP in his second year. And Super Bowl champion and Super Bowl MVP in his third year. And folks, that ain't even the half of it. Off the field, this dude is showtime. He's in commercials. He's on the cover of Madden. He's on the shop chilling with athletes like LeBron James. This dude is larger than life. But you want to know something that really separates him from the other great players? He's one of those guys recognized throughout the league for being a genuinely good guy. He goes to work every day, works his butt off, and gets the job done. It's as simple as that. He's not one of those guys in it for the money or the fame or anything else that comes with it. He just goes out there and does what he loves to do. You don't see these type of guys often, folks. Now, something you might not know about Pat is that he also started his own foundation. And you're going to love this name. His foundation is the 15 in the Mahomes Foundation. And its job is to provide resources for kids from underprivileged communities and kids with chronic illnesses. That's what you love to see, ladies and gentlemen. Making the world a better place for everybody. All right, now let's take a question from the Hefe Sports Podcast page. So, Dan H. from Louisville says, Do you think the Chiefs got the better end of the deal? And with how contracts are trending upwards, do you think Mahomes will be passed up in the next three to five years? So for the first question, I'd say, yeah, I definitely think the Chiefs got the better end of the deal on this one. They were able to lock down their superstar quarterback until 2031, and they were able to save some money to build a team around him in the process. And at the end of the day, Mahomes happy, Chiefs happy. i say that's a big W for them. And your second question, I don't see anybody passing up Mahomes in the next three to five years. I think some QBs may get close. But Mahomes has set the precedent for a long time to come. I don't think anybody's going to touch him on that one. 
All right, now let's take a call from a listener. We got Chief Superfan Ben Jones out of Missouri. How are you, Ben? I'm good, Jeff. Thanks for having me. It's a, it's a great day to be a Chiefs fan. <laughs> All right. So what you think about this new contract for the Mahomes boy? Man, it's uh, half a billion. That's a lot of money. Um, but I think if you were to ask any Chiefs fan, you would, they would all say the same thing. It, it, he's worth every penny. Um, it's pretty crazy to, like, imagine having, in my opinion, the best player in the league, but at least one of the best players in the league locked up for 12 years. That's a long time. Like, yeah, that's man. like a baseball contract, honestly. So um, it, it's pretty exciting. But, Ben, first off, I kind of want to get into this. So you say you've been a Chiefs fan your whole life. Yes, sir. Yeah. And, I mean, you guys have been through some tough times, man. Oh, so many tough times. No, it's – Like, yeah, it's, how does it feel to finally be on top? No, it's so wild. It's um, – I remember until I was about high school, like, until I literally knew you, we were terrible, like, almost every single year. And so it was like – I was watching, but, like, we were struggling like we were you know six and ten like we had like two good years before i was you know 13 or 14 and then we got andy reed and so andy oh, got he here and you know we were winning 10 or 12 games a year and then we would always choke in the playoffs we would find some way to lose and it was like one year it was like indy and like we could never get past new england and like all this stuff and the steelers beat us one year on like only field goals and so like it was terrible um and mm-hmm. so it was tough and then um we weren't really sure where we were going to, you know, we thought we were just going to kind of be like this perennial playoff team every year and kind of like not make a lot of noise. And then we signed Mahomes <laughs> and Ooh. I the mean, savior, it, the it, savior came you know, in for sure. Like, it, and so it's crazy because like no one, you know, we thought he was going to be good, but like no one knew he was going to be this good, this fast. And even if he was yeah. this good, this fast in terms of his own skill, we didn't think he was going to change the team that much. So to be, you know, kind of an a, a great team, but like not a Super Bowl favorite to now being a Super Bowl favorite for the foreseeable future is pretty crazy. It, it was a fast turnaround. And we, some say we could have won last year too. So I'm just glad we got one. That's that's the most important thing is now that we have one, we can all kind of like breathe easier. But it's, it's, a, it's a great time to be a Chiefs fan after so much struggle. <laughs> Yeah, man. So you guys got him locked down to 2031. It's a long ways away, man. That's a long time. That's a long time. I think we know what he brings How many to the table. Put up? So, yeah. How many championships do you think he could put up? That's, that's you know, and he, I think he mentioned this the other day, but he said he was like chasing Brady. And I was like, that's tough because that's, that's, that's a lot of titles. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> When you're getting up to when you're getting up to five and six titles, that's a lot to say you're chasing. I think he at least has a couple more in him, and certainly in terms of the personal accolades, I I can't name how many Pro Bowls he'll probably be named to, and probably another three or four MVPs. But if he gets, I mean, in terms of the Chiefs, we never were winning anything, so he's already the greatest. Like we love this dude. Like <laughs> it, he could not win again, and he'd be set in Kansas City for life but like if he wins another two or three I think you can kind of put him up there in terms of like okay this dude might be with his talent and with his um with his winning he might be up there in that in that goat conversation so we'll see oh yeah 
Man, let's see. If he keeps going on this steady incline, watch out. For real, yeah. But are you worried about the team, the franchise building around him? Because right now, there's only three players signed for the 2023 season. Yeah, no. You got defensive end Frank Clark, kicker Harrison Butler, and now Mahomes. Right. Or how confident are you that they can successfully build around him? So, I mean, I think a lot of that is um, really just up to the front office and the GM. And I think we have a really good GM. Um, Brett Veach is, you know, he's done his job well. He drafts very well. Um, he was actually like the guy that, you know, they say, I'm not sure, but they say he was the guy that was really high on Mahomes and like kind of got him drafted. Um, and, you know, he's, he's picked up like McCall Hardman last year, who's like a pro bowl returner, like really oh yeah, my goodness. speedster, you know, great, so great like, he, he makes, he makes good, uh, he makes good draft picks. And, um, you know, I think he's really good at kind of like manipulating the cap. And one thing about Mahomes' deal is it's, it's kind of a win on both sides. So, as the cap likely is going to increase like it usually does, he's not going to be like more towards that. So we hopefully have more money to sign players. But um, I think if you, if you have Mahomes, that's a good building block to kind of like draft around and like sign around. So um, as long as you have oh, that yeah. piece, I think we'll be okay. I, I don't want to get into like that kind of Aaron Rodgers situation in green Bay where like he's there and like, they don't give him a lot of help, but I think, I think Beach is the guy. So as long as he's there and as long as Andy Reid's there, I think we'll be good. Yeah. And what we've seen in the past, you know, he takes the average receivers and turns right. them into great no, ones. No, for sure. Yeah. That, right. there, was, there was a couple of weeks when um, Demarcus Robinson was like our wide receiver one and he was putting up like wide receiver one numbers, which is pretty crazy. Who? Every, Wait, yeah, who, yeah, who is right, this? Right, right, right. Right. <laughs> right. My guy d was like, he was catching like two touchdowns a week for like <laughs> the first couple of weeks of the year. So I was like, that's, hey, that's, if Mahomes can do that, then you can put anybody around him. So. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Well, thanks for calling my man. I appreciate you. And yep. No yeah, problem. No, I appreciate man. you. Keep it up. We love the podcast. Keep being great, bro. Yes, sir. I already know. All right, brother. Peace. Staying on the gridiron. I want to change the mood to talk about a serious subject. We are seeing a change that is long overdue for one of the most storied franchises in the National Football League. After 87 years, Washington, D.C.'s football team announced they are officially retiring the Redskins' nickname and logo. This change is the result of the Redskins' shareholders and supporters reaching out to the team's main sponsors, Nike, FedEx, and PepsiCo, asking them to withhold their funding for the season. Redskins president Dan Schneider knew he wouldn't be able to withstand this financial hit of losing an excess of $620 billion in sponsorships. So he did what he had to do, and the name was retired. So here we are. After 87 long years, Dan Schneider is changing the name of his franchise, not because of the kindness in his heart, but for the love of money. Now, folks, is this something we should be content with? Of course, there's a reason to celebrate. After all, the Native Americans in our country have been battling this for almost a century now, and they finally have the closure they always wanted. But is this just a name change, or does this signal a bigger change happening in our country? Because let's face it, money played the biggest part in this, but at the same time, I like to think the social justice movement is also having an influence here. 
whether it be directly or indirectly. And the other big question I have is, what does this mean for the other professional sports teams? First one comes to mind is the Kansas City Chiefs, who I just talked about. Are they next to retire their name? Who knows? You know, I know some sports teams like the NHL Chicago Blackhawks have gotten the okay with their name. But what about the rest of the sports world? Could we see the end of the Florida State Seminole War chant? Are the days numbered for the Atlanta Braves name? And what about the other thousands of elementary schools, high schools, and colleges? How far could this go? I think it's certainly something to keep an eye on. I'm really interested to hear your thoughts on this one. Do you think this is all too PC or is this the right thing to do? DM the IG page at Hefe Sports Podcast. Welcome back to the show. Today, my guest is the starting cornerback for the Princeton Tigers, Delon Starworth. Delon, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So let's get right to it. There's not going to be any Ivy League sports this fall. We know that. But Delon, what I want to know is, what were you thinking when you first heard the news? You know, take us through that moment. Uh, so I first heard the news. Well, first it was rumors through like Twitter and stuff because they had the um, the meeting with coaches and administration like an hour before like a team meeting. Then like right after that, there was a bunch of rumors coming through Twitter. So we were just sending them in group chats and stuff. And obviously it wasn't good news. So we were like, let's not, let's not like make uh, – that the final decision yet like it's just rumors let's just but wait. you guys were kind of expecting it yeah we were kind of expecting it but um yeah we were just like just wait till the coaches come out and say it for sure but um yeah my, it was it was heartbreaking a little bit definitely wanted to play in the, in the fall but uh still hopeful for the spring so yeah we'll see man it's, it's really getting crazy out there yeah you know now we're starting to see other conferences come out with their tentative plans like the Big Ten is saying they're only doing conference play this year. And I just got word that the ACC is pushing back all of their fall sports till September 1st. But I mean, who knows how long it's going to be and if that's going to be the case. So, Delon, I just want to ask you, do you think anybody's going to have a season this year? Personally, I don't think so. Um, I was talking to one of my coaches. Uh, he said he was talking to some other D1 coaches, and they're afraid of the same thing. Like, even if they start a season, they might not be able to finish it because of uh, COVID and stuff. So I don't think that a season is going to happen. I think the bigger schools will definitely have one in the spring, though. You think so? Yeah. I mean, shoot, Ohio State just pushed back all their summer workouts. It's kind of scaring me, man. Yeah. But, shoot, I mean, for me, I'm worried about if they're going to really try to bring all 60,000 of us back for the fall. Like, that just sounds like a coronavirus hotspot. <laughs> but I will say this, though. I'm really intrigued by the route Princeton is taking. You want to tell us a little bit about what they got planned for you guys for the fall? Yeah, so we're um, bringing back freshmen and juniors in the fall and then sophomores and seniors in the spring. Um, and when you get to campus, like they have a bunch of restrictions on what you can do. So you're basically locked in your room to prevent spread. Also, I mean, we're such a smaller school. We're like we're 4,000. How many you guys got there? Around like 4,000 undergrad. So it's not nearly like the 60,000, but, um, so it's probably a lot easier to control, but, but yeah, man, that's still going to be weird. Yeah. A lot of people are like trying to opt out of going back to campus just cause 
like it's being like in jail if you're on campus so yeah seriously like <laughs> limiting whatever you do making you stay in your room yeah Shit, are they gonna give you guys one hour of free time <laughs> one hour to go outside or what <laughs> yeah maybe, maybe not even that honestly <laughs> man but honestly like who knows when you're gonna have a season again have you thought about what you're gonna do when you graduate um so I've had a couple of different plans going through my head right now. Um, like I said, hopefully we play in the spring. If not, um, might take a year off and try and graduate a year after that. So I have another year. If not, um, I might do a grad transfer, but um, I'm either between that or just trying to finish out training, have a pro day, see, see what the league has to offer. Uh, if that works out. And um, if not, I'm trying to use this engineering degree, get myself a nice job. Man, so, that'd be that'd be great. Yeah, engineering. What do you want to do with that? Um, I really want to do something in the automotive industry, but uh, I'm also looking in medical devices. So either one of those, I think, would be really interesting. I mean, this COVID brings up a very big opportunity for the medical field. So yeah, that's kind of what opened my eyes to it. So I think it's turned into a good opportunity. Yeah, man, that's great to hear. That's really great to hear. But man, talking about all this, all this 2020 COVID stuff, it seems like every single day, like something new happens where big spikes popping up or whatever. So like, it kind of makes me think back to when we were going through our senior year football season. And it seemed like every single week, somebody was getting injured. You know, we were losing and all of our hopes were down. Like, do you feel that? Yeah, I mean, looking back on that, those were the good old days. But uh, oh man, <laughs> yeah, that was a crazy, crazy season. That's probably one of the craziest seasons I ever played in. Just like going to the playoffs, five and five, having to win that last game to even make the playoffs. Bro, we are halftime. Do you remember that? Coach Beck came in there and started. <laughs> he started talking crazy, bro. Yeah. We were down three nothing, right? <sighs> I forget what the score was, but he was on. He was getting on. He was getting on us a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, that's just what we needed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's something I'll never forget. That run, that was crazy. <laughs> you remember the state game where, <laughs> right after the game, one of our friends and he he'll we'll we'll keep his name out of this, but one of our friends was found crying on national <laughs> TV <laughs> in front of the camera. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, oh, that is something I will never forget. Oh my god, that comes up at least twice a year too. <laughs> hey, we gotta bring that back up <laughs> right as we get done with this interview. Hey, maybe that should be the cover art for this uh, episode. <laughs> oh, good idea. See, nah, this is why we're having Delana here, the big man with the big ideas. You got the prince in mind, and we're going places with Delana. Let's go. <laughs> yes, sir. Delon, thanks again for coming on. Thanks for talking about your upcoming season. Yes, sir. Okay, before we wrap up today's episode, I want to give a quick shout out to my jefe, aka the boss of the week. This week's winner is none other than Big Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal. Man, shout out to the Big Diesel. This past weekend, he saw family put off on the side of the road And he took the time out of his day to make sure everybody was okay and to wait with them there until the police came. Man, that's a definition of a boss right there. Remember to do something kind today, people. 
As always, love y'all, and I'll see you soon. Hefe, out. <laughs> <laughs>